0: Jesus you are worthy Lord and Lord just like as you was with the the disciples and you told them that it was expedient that you go away and they didn't want you to leave and I wouldn't have either I would have clung on to you I would have held your feet and said no Lord you can't leave us there's nothing better than you as we sang There's nothing better than you. Lord, you can't go. Where are you going? Can we go with you? Can you take us? And the Lord said, it's expedient that I go and that I send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, the standby in my stance. And then he descended into heaven. And oh, we have the Holy Spirit with us from that day, even until now, even until today. But Lord, we glorify your name. We say there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than your presence. There's nothing better than the Holy Spirit. And there's nothing better than our Father. We glorify the Father. We glorify the Son. Oh, and we glorify the Holy Spirit. We give you praise in this place. We magnify We make large in spite of what our week was, in spite of what the day held for us, in spite of the flesh, and in spite of everything that would tell us. You don't have to praise tonight. We exalt and glorify because there's nothing better than you. I can't think of anything I know of not one. Nothing better than you, Jesus. We give you all the glory and the honor. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy, worthy is the lamb. Jesus, we exalt you in this place. This is your house. These are your people this is your word we honor the word as we honor you we honor your presence we're a house that's big on honor we honor you father we take nothing away and give nothing to anything or anyone else that belongs to you our hearts you have our hearts. We worship you. All the praise, all the glory, and all the honor bless you, bless you. belongs to him. Bless you, God. Bless you. And everyone here says, amen. 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 Will you may be seated in his presence. Thank you, Jaime. So, glorify his name. Ah, the Lord is good. <laughs> Well, you know, I was going to continue on. I had purposed to continue on along the line of, um, it's time to step it up. And I started writing my notes and preparing for that. And I got some, some things and I was going to give a review. And then the Holy Spirit says, wait, 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 wait. No, no, I'm not going to speak on that tonight. Got something else. So I said, okay. So the Lord has something else for us tonight. And it goes according to, it's right up the alley, right in line with our instructions that we've been given on Sunday and last week, Wednesday, on fasting. (laughs) You know, we're all at the end of the first week of our fast, right? We're fasting for two weeks. That's what we've been instructed to do. So Wednesday tonight marks the end of the first week. We have one more week to go, yeah. And uh, (laughs) I came in and I I said to Berna, I smell Subway, (laughs) I can tell. (laughs) <laughs> when you're on a fast, smells just, I'll tell you, you smell everything. You smell bread, That's not bacon, you, you know. You, <laughs> everything just smells and looks good, you know. Even, even if it's not anywhere in the vicinity. So uh, I, I had a laugh. But uh, yeah, I smelled Subway. So, um, but, but we're all at that, at that place of, of fasting. And you know, we fast for many reasons. Corporately, we're praying, we're believing for major breakthroughs, turnarounds, a drawing closer to God and and all of the things that have been laid out to us for for our fast. And um, I wasn't gonna ask, but I'm going to anyway though. But who actually is taking this fast seriously? Be honest, be honest, amen, good, amen. Amen um, but but what if what if your fast this far has been hollow, has been dry, has been empty, and it seems like God's a million miles away, like most of you, you've been in prayer at various times of the day. I know. A lot of you work, but what if it just seems like when you pray, God's nowhere to be found, but you're saying, Lord, I'm, I'm, but I'm fasting. And uh, it seems like you're just going through the motions and almost just like spinning your wheels and you're saying, but, but God, you know, I'm fasting, I'm seeking you what's why do, why do I feel this distance shouldn't be shouldn't be like that, and I'm not saying that's like with any of you, but I'm just saying this is what the Holy Spirit gave me, so it must include if not all of us, some of us, one of us um, regarding regarding this fast, because if God takes it serious, we should we should as well and so could it be, if that's the case, that you just feel empty, dry? It's like I've fasted before, and and you know, we're fasting too to hear to hear God's voice, to hear hear clear. But what if that's not going on with you? What if what if you're not hearing? Could could it be, just could it be? One of the reasons. Is that there's unconfessed sin in your heart? Could it? Could it be? Yeah. You know, um, sin, and and the enemy. You know, he comes like a a roaring a roaring lion, to see whom he can. It says the Bible says that sin just crouches at the door, looking to see, and. Uh, and, you know, the enemy, just because you're fasting doesn't back off and, oh, they're, they're fasting, you know, I'll go somewhere else, you know. He's going to pounce on even greater, you know. He's going to pounce on to distract, to bring circumstances, to come and try to divide and conquer and just to bring all kind of things against you. And, and you know, he's the opposer. He's our opposition. So we don't expect him to just totally back off. But again, <clears throat> I want you to look at Isaiah 58, 6-7. And uh, I'm going to read from um, the Amplified, and then I'm going to read from um, the Message, which is so good. Isaiah 58, 6-7 says this, Is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to loose the bands of wickedness, not in others, not in your boss, not in that crouchy, you know, or that that mean neighbor, to loosen your wickedness, to loosen, you may say, whoa, that's a strong word, wickedness, but it goes on to say, to undo the heavy burdens and to let go the oppressed, to go free, and that you break every yoke when we're fasting these four things should be happening they should be these four things when we fasting it should be to loosen the bounds of wickedness to undo heavy burdens even upon ourselves as well heaviness burdens to let the oppressed go free whether that's you or someone else And that every yoke, every yoke, not some, not just, you know, these minor small things, but that every yoke be broken. Those four things should be happening when we fast. You just read it. Some of you are looking at me like in disbelief. That's what the word says. And if those four things aren't happening when we're fasting, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Maybe it's not a true fast. Maybe you're not giving your all. You know, it says to loose the bands or the bonds of wickedness. Wickedness means malice, spitefulness, vile, naughtiness, badness, viciousness. The word wickedness comes from an English root word, wicca. That turns on the light bulb for all of us, which is a male witch. So you all can just, you know, go, yeah, go down that path. But to loosen the bands of wickedness, have you ever been spiteful? In these last couple days, even, in the last week, have you been spiteful towards your spouse? Have you been spiteful towards your boss? Have your children been spiteful to you? Have you been spiteful to the dog? You know, and so on and so forth. You can just be spiteful in traffic, spiteful pumping gas, short, have a short fuse with somebody. That that falls right under wickedness. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Being vicious, vile, naughty, malice you know you can do all these things so slyly under the radar that some people might not even catch it at first but all these things are part of are part of wickedness and notice again too that he's addressing us not the believers because unbelievers don't fast believers do the church does and just in case a lot of you aren't aware This world and our nation is in serious trouble. Our island is in trouble. How many months ago we had such an assault, such a genocide attack taken on Lahaina and the Lahaina people? And some people, and it's like, well, it's over, let's move on. Life goes on. No, it doesn't. What is the church doing about it? We, the church, have got to fast and pray. Do you think this thing is going to end with those fires? The enemy definitely was involved, planned, strategized these things. And sadly enough, used kingpin in our government to, to bring this thing about in our leaders and in the council. And it's not over with. And people just like, well, la died, da it's over with. We, we've had a Christmas party and, you know, we'll help them when we can. It's not over. And if the church sleeps through this and we don't get busy... And start praying and pulling down these things and attacking these things. We'll have a smart city. We'll have a satellite city in 2030 or maybe even sooner. And whose fault is it going to be? The unbelievers? The world? No. It's it's us. And so these times when we're called, when the pastor gets up and says, we're going to fast, it's not an option well, you know, the, yes, we understand medically, and you take care of yourself, and we don't want anybody fainting or anyone getting, you know, we know there are certain conditions where some people you may have to eat and stuff, you can't completely go without food, and yet, um, like we mentioned, there's other things that you can, but the one thing that's so dear to you, all of us is food. Come on, yeah, admit that, all of us, uh, you know, Stayed clear away. Tried to. Um, yesterday we went into Safeway and did some major food shopping for someone. Bo- oh boy, I tell you. <laughs> I was going for everything that I love you know I was going for the nacho Doritos and and you know just for pizza supreme and you know and the rising one with stuffed crust and just going for all those things that I like to eat even for breakfast you know eyeballing all the cookies and things like that and and you know touching the package you know, seeing if maybe one corner was open, it was, shake out some crumbs. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, but you know, food, food is one of the first things that affects us, and of course there's, there, there's other things, yes. But let me read to you what um, the message says out of Isaiah 58. It says, why do we fast? And you don't look our way. This is talking to God. Why do we humble ourselves and you don't even notice? Well, here's why. And it gives the reason why. The bottom line on your fast days is profit. You drive your employees much too hard. You fast, but at the same time you bicker and fight. Ah. You fast, but you swing a mean fist. The kind of fasting you do won't get your prayers off the ground. Say that again. The kind of fasting that you do won't get your prayers off the ground. Why? You're fasting, you're doing all the right things, but in the midst of it, you're being ugly you barking, you're snapping at this one. You have an attitude. That, you know, there's just certain things. You know, we we just think, well, yeah, cut out this, cut out that, fast. You know, fast from TV, fast from you know the, the internet, and all those things are good. But you know what? Just because you fasted from TV and from some of these things, the Lord is not impressed that you fasted that hostess Twinkie for lunch today or whenever it was. He's not impressed with that. Because when you go home, what's your attitude like? What's your attitude on the job? What's your heart? What's your, you know, the, the core of your heart? What is that like? Is it tender? Is it mean-spirited? Is it, all those things all come into play when we fast. And so he goes on to say, Don't think that your prayers will get off the ground. Do you think this is the kind of fast that I'm after? A day to show off humility, to put on a pious long face, and parade around solemnly in black. Do you call that fasting? A fast day that I, God, would like. So God says, this is the kind of fast day I'm after to break the chains of injustice, to get rid of exploitation in the workplace, free the oppressed, cancel debts. Now, that's two ways, because right away when we think debt cancellation, we think, oh, Lord, yes, hallelujah, cancel my mortgage payment, pay off my car loan, and it may entail that, yeah, that. But also, you canceling debts that you may have with someone the brother that borrowed $300 from you six months ago, how about canceling that debt when you fast? You know. Well, the Lord hasn't spoken to me. Well, do it anyway. Right here the word says, to cancel debts. Do a kindness. And then it goes on to say, <clears throat> what I'm interested in seeing you do is sharing your food with the hungry, Inviting the homeless poor into your homes, putting clothes on the shivering, ill-clad, being available to your own families. That's a big one. Do this, do these things, and the lights will turn on, and your lives will turn around at once. Not next, next week, next month. Your lives, it says, will turn around at once. Your righteousness will pave your way. The God of glory will secure your passage. Then when you pray, God will answer. You'll call out to him for help and he'll say, here am I, here I am. What is it you need? What are you praying for? Here here am I. To, this is the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness around and over your life. It has to cost us something. It has to. This isn't just, you know, you know uh, hit and miss here and there, giving that up. It's a time of, it could be repentance, of penance, searching the heart evaluation, all these things. You go down the list, you know, sometimes we're so uh, emphasizing on what we have to give up and what we're not doing and, you know, okay, this and that. Sure, you're to deny yourself these pleasures that we we enjoy and, uh, and even what we intake, but it goes far beyond that. How about examining this, you know, our our hearts, because that's that's what's so precious to him. Psalm 51 says this, Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being, and in the hidden part of my heart you will make me know wisdom. Purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness and be satisfied. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all of my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right and steadfast spirit within me. In case I haven't mentioned the title for this message, it's Get the Sin Out. Get the Sin Out. Anger, offense, unforgiveness, jealousy, on and on and on, you know, the list goes on and on. All these things. If you're entertaining them, if whether it be consciously or unconsciously, and you have these things in your heart and you're on a fast, you're not going to be as effective as you should be, as God wants you to be. There's going to be some blockage. There's going to be, like I mentioned, going through the motions, but it's just dry. It's, it's just, you know, what's going on, Lord? And I don't know, maybe if I was to ask each and every one of you, you all may be saying, man, my fasting's been glorious. I've been hearing from God. i got pages of notes God's been speaking to me. That's awesome. That's wonderful. But what if, what if not? What if the, the other is happening? There's help for us tonight. There's help. And the Holy Spirit, again, directed me towards this for, for a reason, Because we are fasting, to help us, to be more effective. We have one more week. We have seven more days till next Wednesday. It can be glorious. It could be powerful. And yes, the flesh don't like it. I know during the course of the week the flesh is saying, enough already, you know, enough, you know. It's like, Lord, are you telling me anything to stop? On the fifth day, the fourth day, can I can I stop can I stop? (laughs) But two weeks, two weeks, he said, two weeks corporately. And of course, it's your own, it's your own decision, whether, you know, how how long or whatnot. But uh, this shouldn't break us. This shouldn't break us as a church. It'll cost you, it'll cost you something. It'll, It'll cost you a lot. Because again, a fast reveals a lot about you. It, it did, did about me, about certain things where, oh, man, do I miss that, you know, or just just a little, you know. And, um, and, and you know, the flesh just screams, out. Oh, you want to have it, you know. But you can't pamper it. You can't pet it. you got to be stern with it and hard, especially if we desire these four things that Isaiah 58 talks about loosening bands of wickedness, setting the oppressed free, and and the the other two. These things are just not gonna happen just because you stopped watching TV for five hours. Or, you know, there's a lot more to it. These things aren't just gonna break off, fall off of us, fall off of you. But what about the condition of your heart? That's, that's more important to God, I think, than, than any of these other exterior things. Go ahead and eat that steak, you know. If, but, man, if your heart is right and if you're, you know, you're doing this to a brother and sister and, and this list of other things that pleases God. There are so many homeless out there. There's so many things on this island that you, there's no excuse to why you can't just bless bless someone. Before work, you swing by McDonald's, you pick up a breakfast, buy two, and say, Lord, who can I bless? Who can I give this to? I'll tell you, there's homeless all over the place. And, and just say, hey, excuse me, would you like a breakfast? You know, here, here, take it, take it. Just acts of kindness, things like that, you know, that, that get God's, that get his, his attention. Matthew fifteen eleven says this. Jesus says this, it's not what goes into the mouth of a man that defiles and dishonors him, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles and dishonors him. But whatever word comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. Not up here, not the brain, not the the mental, you know, comes from the heart. And this is what defiles and dishonors the man, verse 19, For out of the heart comes evil thoughts and plans, murders, adulterers, adulteries, sexual immoralities, thefts, false testimony, slanders, verbal abuse, irreverent speech, and blaspheming gossiping. These all things all come out of man's heart. They all come out of our heart. Jesus said that the heart is, is wicked, de- desperately wicked. The Passion Translation says, but what comes out of your mouth reveals the core of your heart. "la" on that for, for a couple minutes. What comes out of your mouth reveals the core of your heart. Tonight, this is the core. Ma- the majority of you are the core of this church. The ones, the center, the ones that, you know, the, the, the warriors, the ones that, uh, you know, have stood and, and been with this church. And uh, you're the main center, the focal point, the, the core of something. And, and this scripture is saying that what comes out of the mouth is going to reveal the core, the center, right in the middle of your heart. Words can pollute, not food. Words pollute, not the food you eat. You will find living within an impure heart, evil ideas, murderous thoughts, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, lie, slander. That's what pollutes a person these things. And that's why we have to get the sin out. Because when you're fasting, any of these things are lingering, any of these things are in the core of your heart. You're entertaining these things because, you know, nobody goes out there and just decides to it's all thought of, it's all planned of any sin its birth. You have to entertain it. You have to think about it. First it comes, the enemy would put that suggestion in your mind, in your thought. Now, if you take that thought and start, yeah, that sounds good. And then, you know, opportunity presents itself and then goes from there. But you have to shut it down. Sin is not just thinking about something. That's not sin. It's when it's carried out. It's when you actually perform and do it. Then that's, that's what sin is, when it's birthed. Just because that thought popped in your head, that's not sin. And half the time, it's not even our own thoughts. It came from the enemy. So many thoughts will come, and he wants you to own those thoughts. He wants you to think you thought of them. You thought up that impure thought. You thought of doing that. No, he thought that up. He thought that up. Um, Pastor Nancy said something really great. I remember um, she was talking, I believe it was Pastor Nancy or could have been one of the speakers, but they talked, no, excuse me, I think it was Jesse Duplantis, and he was asking the Lord um, that is there really no grace no, for, for the enemy, for Satan? Because Jesse was saying to, to the Lord, man, Lord, I really missed it. And the Lord told him, no, you didn't. He said, uh, I did. I, and then he started naming some of the sins that he did. He said, Lord, I remember I did those things. And the Lord said, no, you didn't. And he's like, Lord, I don't think you're hearing me. I know I did these things. I was there when I did them. I know what I did. And he says, no, you didn't. He said, you had a helper. You had the enemy. You had a tempter. And he says, the reason why when I forgive and I forget these things and they're washed as if you never did them. He says, but Satan never had a tempter. He, he did it all on his own. He, he thought it up himself and he did it. There was nobody with a pitchfork poking him, tempting him. There was nobody you know, beneath him. No. He originated it, thought of it, and did it. But like with mankind, with us. And that doesn't just get us off the hook and give us an excuse to to keep sinning. But when we sin, there's a tempter. So God says that's what the difference is. So Jesse goes, ah, got it, I got it. Okay, yeah. So we do have a tempter. So when those thoughts come, don't take them on as your own and don't condemn yourself. But don't entertain them either. Pull. What does the word say? Pull them down. Pull them down. The strongholds. Dismiss them. If it won't go, one effective way is plead the blood of Jesus over your mind, your thoughts. That thing will go. I'll be sitting right here in church service on Sunday and something will, poop come in and I'll be, that, that ain't my thought. Mm-mm. I plead the blood of Jesus over that. That's not my thought. Satan, you get out of here. Take your filthy, you know, self, hit the road. And so... Um, you know he doesn't he doesn't play fair but all of these things the word says it comes from and it reveals the core of your heart listen in silence because if your heart is full of other things you won't be able to hear the voice of God you won't so listen in silence during your fasting well this is year-round all the time not just during a fast Listen in silence because if your heart is full of these things, maybe we mentioned, you're not going to hear his voice, you're not going to hear his instructions, writing down certain things, some breakthroughs. Do all of this loosening the bands of wickedness on a family member, praying. I asked God, I prayed some heavy-duty things when I was in California for the meetings. And I, did, I even forgot about them till one of the things came to pass uh, last week. And, and, uh, and then that person told me, and I thought, oh, that's, that's right. I prayed, to fa- I prayed and asked the Father about that. He brought it to pass. I said, thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. This wasn't, no, this was huge. This was huge. This person said, God spoke to me and told me to do these two things. Aha uh-huh. Huge, huge. Yeah. So um, I'm not at liberty to say, but believe me, man, I, you know, I just did cartwheels on the inside. I'm just, God's, God's so good. But if you're not listening to him because your heart is occupied with other things, you won't be able to, to hear his voice. Ephesians 1.18 says this, and it's a prayer, and I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center, and there's that word again, core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. Sin darkens the heart. It'll darken it. We want to flood our spirits with the light of the Holy Ghost so that you will know And cherish the hope the divine guarantee one translation says the Holy Spirit gives us an engagement ring like a promise a down payment and he don't break it off with you either you know like some of these you know these guys do give you a promise ring or something and then six months down the line you know they're off or or take it back he gives us an engagement ring a promise a guarantee to seal the deal And believe me, he knows how to keep his promises. God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, they do. So the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called us, you, to the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. In Isaiah 58, there's so much in that. Passage in that scripture tells us about what's a true fast, what's not a true fast so it tells me if there's a true fast, then there's probably i don't want to say fake fast, but a false fast, a fast that's really just not cutting it it's not just yeah you're not you're not getting anywhere you're just spinning you're spinning your wheels, you're doing the motions, Lord, I did this today, I gave that up, you didn't eat this. You know, I fasted from that, I didn't watch that. But then yet, how's your attitude? How's your heart? Is it tender? Is it how's your prayer life? How you know, all of these things, all these come into play. Now, no, this is help, this is a rescue, folks. This is not to bring condemnation. Because I was gonna talk to you about stepping it up some more. But the Holy Spirit says, No, you talk about this, talk about the fasting and where we might be missing it, and how to adjust it to get better results, best results, to hear God's voice, not to miss it, and to see these bondages, seeing the oppressed go free, and bands of wickedness. That takes some power, you know, to loosen bands of wickedness. You need some power behind that. And if your heart isn't right, you ain't got no power. I don't care. I don't care you know, what you give up, what you don't touch, what you refrain from, you're powerless, and you're also just spinning your wheels. But Isaiah 58 talks about, and I'll go through these really fast for time's sake, 20 blessings that come from a true fast, a fast that's effective, the fast that we're doing. And it's all in verses 8 through 14. Of Isaiah 58 I'll read them off real fast first one you shall have light as day second your health will spring forth speedily I like that one I take that one three your righteousness will go before you Four: God's glory will be your rear guard oh I like that one too take that Five, you will call and receive answers to prayers. Six, you will cry and God will answer you. Seven, your light will rise in obscurity. Eight, your darkness will be as the noonday. Nine, the Lord will guide you continually. Ten, he will satisfy you in drought. Eleven, he will make your bones fat. Now, meaning fat, greasy, with the anointing. <laughs> with the anointing. Not, we're not talking about Crisco or lard here or any of that type of thing. You know, Again, come on, fast, fast. Think of fasting, not food, fun food. He will make your bones fat. 12, you will be like a well-watered garden.
1: <laughs>
0: 13, you will be like an unfailing spring of water. Fourteen, your waste places will be built. Fifteen, you will raise up the foundation, foundations of many generations. Sixteen, you will be called the repair of the breach. Wow. Be called the repair of the breach. You, 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 us. You will be called restorer of the paths to dwell in. 18, you will delight yourself in the Lord. How many of people truly delight in the Lord? Uh, i got to pray, i got to get through these four scriptures, these four chapters. You don't have to do anything with that type of attitude towards God. When you delight in him, oh, you get to, to do these things, and you delight in doing them. You delight in all of them because you do all these things unto him. If somebody asks you to do something, and it's a good thing, and you really don't want to do it, you know what you do? Switch over and say that scripture that says, I believe it's in Colossians. I do all these things unto him. I do it unto the Lord. And then it's easy. It's easy because you're doing it unto God. Not for the boss, not for this one or that one, not for somebody who mistreats you, who is abusive, but it's easy to do it when you do it unto him. Number 19, I will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth. Woo! <laughs> 20, I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for I have spoken it from my mouth. All of these things are blessings. They're not uh, maybes. They're sureties, sure things from a true from a true fast, and uh, God apparently wants us to be effective in what we're doing and how we're praying, what we're seeking. He wants more uh, breakthrough for us than we even want it for ourselves, and so ask yourselves, ask yourselves, in, these, in this last week, have we seen, have you seen Any of these things listed in Isaiah 58. Loosening the bands of wickedness. Undoing heavy burdens, whether upon yourself, your family, or someone else that you know of. Have you seen the oppressed go free just because of you being around? You uttered, you prayed for someone. You you just spent some time in counseling them or whatever it was. And that oppression left them. Have you seen that? And then the last one, of course, that it states, and there are probably many more, breaking every yoke, every, every yoke of bondage. And, and that's, that's what we, we want. And so um, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for these instructions tonight, Lord. I thank you, Father, that as you gave them to me, Father, that I have given them to your people, Father. And what they do with them, it's up to them now because they heard and I know they received in their hearts because this people, this congregation, Father, love the Word. They love you. Their hearts are open and receptive to the Word, whether it's in a corrective measure whether it's in a a disciplinary, whether it's loving, whether it's in a surgical way where you just go in and do surgery on our hearts. You sew us up really good and then you give us joy on top of that also. We just laugh our way through it all. But Lord, I, I, I thank you. I thank you for this word and I thank you for these instructions tonight, Father. And that Lord, you mean business and when we say these things, like Pastor Herman mentioned on Sunday, I forget the scripture verse, but when he said, "the whole town, the whole city fasted," where they put ashes, they put on their sackcloth, and what really impressed me was, is even the animals fasted, even the animals, the chickens and the dogs and the cats, they didn't get to eat either. You know, you know, they prob- you know, whether they prayed or not, or well, you know, they had to go without too but i'm sure they was blessed even the people's pets fasted my goodness and we're having a hard time you know just oh your belly aching because of this or that don't let's we have 7 more days to make this glorious and to see these major, major changes. That's why I requested for everyone to come out and hear this word tonight because it affects all of us. And every family, every believer knows somebody who's in bondage, who's oppressed, who, who just needs, uh, needs somebody to set them free. And, and it, could, it could just happen just because you fasted. Or you were praying on your knees and the Lord brought that person's face before you and you just started praying in tongues and, and took them before the Lord. Only God knows what he was doing that person, setting them free, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's uh, the Holy Spirit knows. So lastly, I I've um, felt this to do. That, uh, and this isn't just for someone who um, with light afflictions, but uh, this is somebody, could be more than, could be a lot, could be all of you, could be some of you, could just be one person. But if for anybody with addictions, any strongholds, because we've been fasting, there's power available here tonight, there's power to break those bands of wickedness, to to set the oppressed free. And I'm not just talking about how, you know, I just need deliverance from chocolate, I can't stay away from that. Well, if that's what's really big, then come on down, we'll pray for you. But I'm talking about some some things that you struggled and struggled and struggled. Um, It could be anger. It could be an addiction. It could be pornography. It could be lust. It could be... uh, just name any one of the sins, and, and it just, you know, you know you, you know what you struggle with, and it just got a hold on you um, for a long time, and there's deliverance, there's deliverance here tonight, and so if you desire, or if you want to go home and keep that, that's up to you, that's fine, and then, you know, stay bound. But um, for for any any reason for any any area, any um, it could be depression, oppression, mentally you're being just harassed and tormented. It could have been something that happened to you in your childhood. You know, it could have been molestation, rape, um, any in any of those areas, and it's all between you you and God. You may say, well, I don't want to go down, I don't want people to know what well, if you can't get free here amongst your church family and before God, I don't know. You're not you're not gonna ever get free. Now you can get free, but, you know, in your in your private time, in your fasting time between you and the Lord, yeah, he can set you free. But um I'm just following instruction. So If there's, and I'm not going to belabor this, but if there's anyone, anyone that wants to be prayed for, uh, not this set of meetings, but the last set of meetings we went to, I think it was the camp meeting, um, Pastor Craig Fields called down the pastors, the ministers, and he prayed over us ministering deliverance for our congregation, for people, yeah. So um, that was, yeah, I think that was uh, last, last year, June, in those meetings. So uh, don't hear of too much deliverance going on in church. But, um, but if you want to be free, if you want to get free, again, um, come down to the altar, okay? We'll pray, God will set you free. It could be a myriad of things. I may not have even mentioned um, what it is. It could just be really poor self-esteem, suicidal thoughts. It could be, you know, poor, poor, just self-image of, of you know, uh, words spoken over you, you know, at a young age and that stuff just stuck with you and you just can't get past it. And um, it's affected your life, maybe affected your marriage, affected your walk with God, maybe affected a lot of things. Well, we don't have calls like this often, but tonight's your night. So um, yeah. So if you will come, we'll just take a few more minutes. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, whom the Son has set free, is free indeed. And you're delivering your deliverance power, your power to set them free is available and it's here. And it's between you and them, Lord. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that whom the Son sets free. Thank you for her courage. Thank you for the boldness to come forward just to be free. In Jesus' name me. if you can come up and play um, that um, by his stripes, we are healed by his stripes. We are healed by the stripes. Elizabeth, if you want to do the vocals on that. Of Jesus Christ we are healed. His sacrifice fulfilled, the Word of God revealed by His stripes of Jesus Christ. You are healed. In the name of Jesus, by Father, the stripes, we right are now, healed. It has
1: made me held her captive. But the stripes, we Father, are we loose, healed. Loose by the stripes, of now. Jesus no more, Christ. No it goes at least we tonight in the name of Jesus. In Jesus'
0: name. It's we release your delivering We Never to come back. Not even a hint of it. The aftermath. The after uh, thought of it. We'll thought
1: no how, no way come back. Is the power is of God. Jesus Set, free, and her and set her free, heal her, set her free from that. Are in the name of Jesus, wither be in her. Heart. By the stripes, we are healed. By the stripes, we are healed. By the stripes. We are here. Jesus Christ, when we Lord are here, this sacrifice fulfilled, the world If that's speaking to you, come on
0: down. Unless you want to go home with that. Spend another night, sleepless nights, with those tormenting thoughts.
1: Depression,
0: oppression, torment. Suicidal thoughts.
1: Do you know of someone like
0: that? Take the power of God to them this week and get them, set them free. That's all about setting the oppressed free, setting them go, loosening those bands. We
1: are here. By stripes, we are here. We
0: are Anyone else that needs prayer for anything else?
1: The still
0: come down. But altar's still
1: open. Christ by the stripes of Jesus Christ by the
0: by the stripes of Jesus
1: Christ
0: we are here Father we thank you Jesus Jesus as it was spoken that our healing is so important to you just by looking at the back of Jesus. There's 39 stripes that dug into his flesh so that we don't have to wrestle and put up with sickness and disease. Thank you, Jesus, once again for that. Thank you for our healing. And when symptoms try to come back and come upon our body, we address them and speak to them. We are already the healed protecting and guarding our health, which you have already provided by those 39 gashes, by those horrible stripes you took on our behalf. The shedding of your blood, which was precious. We thank you, Lord, for this. We thank you for our deliverance. We thank you that we are people free in our minds, free in our emotions, to have healthy emotions, to think right, think right about others, think right about ourselves and towards one another. And so, Father, we, we're grateful for all of this. We ask it all in the name of Jesus, and everyone says, Amen, 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 Amen. Has anybody got some... Just got a little bit of insight, a little bit of help as to how to make the next, the next week, the next six, seven days. Next Wednesday, we meet again Sunday, and um, yeah, no solemn faces, nobody, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: wearing black, and uh, but yeah, we're plowing through this victorious, yeah, and uh, and the Lord. Lord will speak to you. He will. He'll speak. He'll speak to you. He will. Write those things down, or even if it's just a scripture, these things are precious to us. Lord takes time to, to talk with us. Spend time with Him. And we're mindful, too, that a lot of you have long work days, but, but still, grab that, that time, whatever you have in the evenings, early mornings, I don't know, on a lunch break, and... Uh, Talk with him. He looks for that. He longs for that. Yeah, more than even you do, he does.